Recording our guests this morning are Wendy Sir and Chrissy Zeiser. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Great to be here. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you are here at Aurora? Sure. Go ahead. So I'm Chrissy Zeiser. I'm a quantitative researcher at American Institutes for Research, and we're here talking about a study on collaboration and equity in personalized learning environments. Oh, great. Okay. And I'm Wendy Sir. I was the project lead for the study. Um, My work focuses almost exclusively on student-centered teaching and learning and competency-based ed. Um, And Christy and I both have a a focus on deeper learning in our work. Okay. And I wear mutual hats, which is technical assistance and research. So I sort of, I sort of fluidly move between those two worlds (laughs) uh, on a continuous basis. (laughs) Fantastic. So what is, um, what did you learn? What was the big outcome of the study. Can I share just a little bit about why we did the study? Because yes. I think that's kind of an interesting part of the story. Yes. Um, Chrissy had been involved in a study of deeper learning. Okay. Um, and this started, I think it was in 2011 or so. And they had looked at schools all over the country that, you know, were self-identified as deeper learning schools. Uh-huh. And they released the results of the study and there was some additional data analysis they were doing and they were seeing this really interesting trend where when kids had reported certain kinds of experiences that were focused on the individual they were seeing a certain pattern of outcomes how kids might be benefiting okay and then they saw a pattern where kids who were reporting more opportunities for collaboration were having a whole different kind of outcomes that they were seeing. So it was like, you know, the types of experiences they were having were producing these different outcomes. Right. At the same time, um, Chrissy and myself and some other colleagues were really kind of concerned about a growing trend in personalized learning that was really equating it with individual learning with technology devices. And very, very troubling. And and what we were thinking was, how could it be personalized if I learned better in a group? or in social exchange with others. That's not personalized for me if I'm being told I have to sit in front of a computer screen. So the study was born. (laughs) And um, one of our key parts of our theory was that kids from different racial and ethnic backgrounds might actually some of them might might benefit even more from opportunities right. for collaboration. It might enhance right. their learning anymore. So um, I'll let Chrissy talk a little bit about the design and our research questions for the study. But you know, sure. Uh, so the study was funded by Jobs for the Future through their student-centered learning research collaborative. Perfect. Um, we were one of four studies that were being run by the collaborative. We were, I believe, the first cohort of research studies through the collaborative, um, and we had a lot of great input from other researchers and experts in the field. Uh, But the study involved four different schools, two were in New England, one in the Southeast, one in the Midwest. Uh, All of them were racially diverse uh, Uh schools uh, so that we could, were able to compare the experiences and outcomes of students uh, from different racial ethnic backgrounds. Um, And they were all schools that focused on personalized learning and collaboration. So it was very much like a proof point study where we purposefully selected schools in which this was happening. Uh, And so it was a very um, descriptive study. We went in, we uh, administered surveys to students and teachers. We conducted focus groups with uh, teachers and students, uh, interviewed teachers. Um, And the focus groups in particular, uh, we had a black researcher who conducted the focus groups. We had uh, one that was mixed race and one that was with black students only, which Mm -hmm. was important because we found that the ways in which people responded and were able to honestly engage in the conversation differed depending on the racial makeup of the focus group. Okay. 
Um, and so uh, our key uh, questions were, uh, what are the relationships between students' opportunities for high-quality collaboration, their classroom experiences, and their outcomes, which we identified as some dispositional outcomes, like uh, academic engagement, okay. uh, their task valuing, their mastery orientation, uh, and their self-efficacy, as well as some grades and attendance. Um, right outcomes. Uh, so what were those relationships between high quality collaboration, classroom experiences and outcomes, and also specifically for black students. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also wanted to observe in these classrooms, we did conduct classroom observations as well to see how um, how often was high quality collaboration happening in these classrooms, uh, what aspects of collaboration were happening in the classrooms, and also finding out from teachers what were their experiences with collaboration, were mm -hmm. they getting enough support from their school leadership in uh, promoting collaboration, high quality collaboration within their classroom, and what kind of obstacles did, were they facing in the right. classroom. Right. Yeah, right. So we found some really fascinating uh, results. So first of all, Ding, 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 our theory was confirmed, Yay! which is that <laughs> students who report having experiences of high quality collaboration were more likely to say my learning in this classroom is personalized. So okay. that was the first thing that we were really happy to discover. Huh. Yeah. We also found that kids who reported high quality collaboration showed better outcomes. As Chrissy had mentioned, things like intrinsic motivation, right. a sense of engagement, and self-efficacy, the confidence that I'm going to be able to, to tackle hard problems uh, and do well. Mm. Um, but what we found, and Chrissy is the quad person here, I'm not, <laughs> um, is that if you imagine like the shoulder and the hand are connected. So if the shoulder is high quality collaboration and the hand is positive outcomes for kids, how is it that we get from the shoulder to the hand? And the right. elbow was personalization. So in other words, that was sort of like the critical link between kids having high quality collaborative experiences, then they're feeling like their learning is more personalized for them, and then they tend to be more engaged, to have stronger motivation, and to feel you know more confident in their ability to tackle problems and to learn successfully. Um, but Chrissy, do you want to talk a little bit about the racial differences that we found in terms of the academic outcomes? Sure. So the key finding that we've had, there was, um, so as Wendy mentioned, there was a stronger relationship between high quality collaboration and these more dispositional outcomes. Mm -hmm. When we looked at, uh, at attendance, there was no relationship. Grades, it was a pretty weak relationship. But what we found was that that relationship was significant among black students, even when we controlled for their prior grades. So it was okay. a positive, weak relationship with grades, even accounting for their uh, prior levels of achievement. But for white students, that was not a significant relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we saw that as a key of, you know, if we're concerned about achievement gaps in America, we really shouldn't be taking away these collaborative experiences, right. because that could be a key to helping to improve so achievement. So if you imagine right. a kid is always been a C plus student right. if they have opportunities for high quality collaboration they might become a B minus student so mm -hmm. it's giving them a boost yeah. Um, yeah even if they've always been the C plus student now that this is sort of like it's value added in a sense mm -hmm. And our analyses also showed, again, with that analogy with the elbow, that it was because of their in improved engagement, improved intrinsic motivation. Right. That's what explained those higher grades. So did you, so I think first I want to say that this is my favorite study ever. Thank you. Um, we well, thank constantly, you. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> we like it too. This is wonderful. It really is. There's so much out there exactly that you pinpointed. The problem with personalization equal, individual, isolated work. And my device. Right. All yeah, my device. And you know, all, all of us are screaming, right. learning is social, learning is social, you know. Yeah. And so this is really beautiful just to kind of under underline that point for people. So my question is, um, 
and maybe this might be your next study. If not, you can quote me as your source. For okay, the idea, is, that sounds good. What are the types of collaborative experiences that lent the best um, outcomes for the student? So interestingly, um, and you'll see in our executive summary, right. we identified sort of two main facets to a high quality collaborative experience. Okay. One, we characterize as structural, and those are the things you plan in advance, okay. like is it an, an authentic task, so a real life problem that I must solve. Um, is the composition of the group mixed, so we have kids who, who bring a lot of different things to the table being grouped together as opposed to like a homogeneous right. group. Right. Um, are the roles and responsibilities of group members clear? So is the task clear? So is it well organized? Those kinds of things are structural characteristics. The dynamic are things like we are able to be respectful in our civil dialogue, unlike yep. some other things going on. Right, um, thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, you know, we have shared leadership, so we take turns uh, making decisions, etc. And so we have a set of dynamic features. Okay. But when Christy ran the analyses, essentially in, in the world of research, it's considered a construct if it's, it's sort of all hanging together. Mm -hmm. And we kept coming up with these things are all interconnected. Yes. So yes, okay. we did run some analyses to say, you know, were there certain aspects of collaboration that were more strongly tied to certain outcomes, but really, if you have one of these things, you tend to, that tends to all go as a group, as a sort of a, a, a combined set mm -hmm. of different characteristics that make up what we consider high quality collaboration. So, one thing that we ask all of the people we interview, so our podcast is, um, our, our own podcast is Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney, and our tagline is, we talk through the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. <laughs> the do-do's. <laughs> yes, we are middle schoolers at heart. I was a middle school teacher for a long time. Um, um, so one thing we ask all of the people that we talk to is, what is your biggest do-do for personalized learning? Um, well, first of all, that you want to give opportunities for uh, collaboration as part of personalization, that mm -hmm. every student comes with their own varying needs and interests, um, and you want to be able to do that. The teachers need help understanding how it is that collaboration can actually boost learning, uh -huh. because a lot of teachers still see it as sort of an either and or of like, when right. the learning's done, then we'll do this fun group task. Yes. Right. Um, and we really want teachers to understand that it's actually through the group task the students' learning will be deepened and enhanced. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, we saw a really interesting trend that English teachers were more apt to say, I offer collaboration, I believe in the benefits, um, my school leaders support me in offering collaboration, and the math teachers were not so much. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so that so was I was an English teacher, Matt was a math, math teacher. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and so totally I find it. it really interesting, because I was actually, prior to this study, I was on a study of student-centered teaching in mathematics classrooms, yes. and group work was, of course, an integral part of that. Yep. Um, but really, traditionally, I think we see in the field still the sort of like, you personalize, and then for fun, you do collaboration. Mm -hmm. and, and the point of our study is the two are interconnected, and you cannot pull them apart. I would also like to add, so in looking at the racial ethnic differences in terms of the doo-doos, um, <laughs> to make the, the project work relevant to students. So yeah. what we found was that African-American students mm -hmm. said that, well, they think this might be culturally relevant to me, but no, I want to do a project on Black Lives Matter. And right. the teacher said, I can't. So yeah. 
you know, making sure that teachers are more aware of, well, what is relevant to students? What is important for students to have a voice in? Um, and another aspect was how much are they, the teachers supporting the collaborative group work? Because we found we did um, bring these findings to school teachers. We uh, conducted school forums where we discussed the findings and they were like, oh yeah, we, we support students. We give them the projects. We watch them collaborate. It's like, well, what students were reporting, particularly black students, was like, yeah, they give us a, an assignment and they walk away. Uh -huh. And they assume that we have the skills needed to complete the project and they felt abandoned. Whereas some other students who may have had prior experiences with collaboration are like, oh yeah, they're giving me autonomy. No, some students feel abandoned and they're not willing to speak up. And teachers need to recognize that different students have different levels of prior knowledge about collaboration, different sets of skills, and may need more personalized attention when it comes to collaborative skills. Wendy and Chrissy, thank you very much for your time today. This is very interesting. Yeah. Great, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.